The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is April 6th. 2020 episode 194 and this week mutant virus for the zoo people and i am your essential employee basil and this is gons welcome to another live stream we're live on youtube face like the sun canary cry radio youtube uh facebook canary cry community facebook canary cry radio d live twitch and what am i missing that's it i think uh, I think you did it, but I also want to give a shout out to the the OG listeners of Canary Cry Radio and Canary Cry News Talk, and that is the podcast listeners listening on iTunes and Spotify and all over the place. <laughs> we haven't forgotten you guys. You still tune in on the, the podcast feed, and just so everybody knows, we got uh, thousands of hours of shows uh, on uh, just on the RSS feeds. Go to your podcatcher, whether it's Spotify or iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is, search Canary Cry Radio and Canary Cry News Talk. It's never ending, <laughs> folks. I'm telling you. Apparently, you said April 6th. It's May 6th, Basil. I? Your, your oh. time traveling has caught up to you. I know. You, you know, I've lost complete uh, reference points to current timing and dating. Um, I think it's Wednesday. And yes, thanks for the correction. Thanks. Gotta love the people in chat. Keeping well, us honest. That's kind of the guns. beauty of the chat is they'll they'll just correct you right on the spot. So, you know, I can't get yeah. away with anything, which is yeah. good. That's a good well, thing. That's good. Stepping it up. Stepping it up. Yeah. Well, Gons, anything you want to go over before we jump right in? Um, I think there's a little bit of a laggy thing going on again, but, uh, we're just going to plow through. Also, it's super hot where I am. And so if there ever was a virus, it's probably burned through all of it. And, uh, also people's skin. Yeah. If you're outside. Well, good. You can go out, get your, get your tan on guns. I know. I know. Gotta stay. Gotta have that healthy glow for the live stream. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get that golden look back. Of my youth. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gons, let's start out the show. We're going to skip the flippy update today. We're going to go straight to the food update, baby. Now you are cooking. Can I get two hamburgers? Uh, yes, sir. With french fries? Yes, sir. What about an omelet? Sure. Got a couple eggs. <laughs> I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good. You can't take the crisp. Crisper. You can't take the crisp. Cast9. That's right. We got a double update uh, today. We're talking, uh, you know, as I've said on past shows, I'm uh, keeping an eye on the food supply chain. That's one place where uh, complete control is starting to poke its head up a little bit. Um, but we also spend a lot of time, Gons, uh, paying attention to uh, biology, gene editing, uh, GMO type stuff, you know, yep. keeping an eye on the the ultimate code for life DNA and how scientists are uh, tinkering with it, both to improve our own lives as well as, uh, you know, make, make the food tastier. Um, today I am reading from geneticliteracyproject.org and the headline is COVID-19, 
climate change may accelerate public acceptance of CRISPR edited food. Of course. Oh man. The burpee hiccups are popping <laughs> speaking, in early this show. Of food. <laughs> Your lunch seems to be Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. It's it always wants to come back during the show. Here we go. The article reads Gene editing, like genetic modification, is a technology that has attracted a fair amount of skepticism from European regulators and citizens. However, proponents argue that it will be an invaluable tool in the construction of a future fit food system. Food Navigator speaks to Dr. Oliver Peoples, CEO of Yield 10 Bioscience, about changing attitudes to the science. I love the Yield doctors' bioscience. Sorry, I just, I just gotta. <laughs> we always, yeah. they always have the, the doctors are always interesting with the names, but the doctor Peoples is that like Dr. is that Peoples? even real? Have you ever He's ever the, heard the, the last name? The Peoples? every man's doctor, Doctor Peoples. I've just never. Are heard you him. a Peoples? <laughs> He's the doctor for you. All right, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. All right, Gon's always got to make fun of somebody's I'm name. I'm not making fun. Here. I'm just I've never you know heard you're of anybody. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, well, people make fun of my uh, okay. name. So here we yeah. go. Yield Ten Bioscience develops new technologies to increase crop yield in support of a more sustainable food system. Doctor Peoples also suggested that attitudes toward the use of science in food are being shaped by external events. Quote, for millennials, climate change and sustainability are their key decision drivers, and they are more open to technology in general. <laughs> Many are not vested in the anti-GMO falsehoods which sustained the entire careers of anti-GMO activists before evolving into a negative marketing tool. We're living in a time where consumer decisions are driven by their social, economic, environmental, and health interests. What has food decisions ever been driven by besides social, economic, environmental, and health reasons? What is the other... Hunger? Cheesiness? Cheesiness. How much cheese sauce is on that? A lot of my food decisions are based on uh, the cheesiness factor. I'm sure. All right, continuing. The current coronavirus crisis, the first global pandemic since 1918 Spanish flu, has led to people feeling, quote, threatened physically and economically by the COVID-19 virus. This, too, is making people more open to science-based solutions. So there you go, Gons. They're... uh, they, they're they're thinking that because of COVID nineteen, people are going to drop all this anti GMO nonsense. You know, just uh, get those Frankenstein bananas and pass them out because all the millennials are ready to gobble them up for social, economic, and uh, whatever environmental and health reasons. Well, the part that really is just so ridiculous to me is millennials, which you and I are both millennials. Um, uh-huh. climate change and sustainability are their key decision drivers. Really? I mean, I, I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't think that's true. You know, yeah. Maybe, maybe a few years this, ago. We're in this situation where, uh, elder generations, uh, you know, the ones above millennials are getting us mixed up with Gen Z. And that's something if you're over there and you're older than a millennial, keep in mind, millennials are not the ones, uh, you know, not not we're not the key generation anymore. Gen Zers are the ones who did not have to go through a uh, you know a a conversion <laughs> generation to Greta. Eco. 
<laughs> yes, Gen, Gen G. Gen G. Um, you know, these Gen Zers were brought up in the eco-minded uh, sort of social justice things. Millennials, we were we were only adopted by it. Yeah. Gen Zers were, I, I were think, raised in it. I think a lot of millennials are very skeptical of climate change. And, and that word sustainability obviously comes from the UN Agenda 2030 sustainable development thing. And I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Dr. Peoples seems to be towing the line of the, the UN agenda there and, and just sort of projecting We can change it. his name to, uh, we can change Dr. Peoples to how I learned to spell people, which is Piopoli. Piopoli. Dr. Piopolis. Maybe yeah. that is, maybe, what if he corrects people all the time? It's <laughs> yeah, Piopolis. It's Peoples. <laughs> it's Piopolis. Maybe it is a Greek, Greek name or something. Anyway. Okay. It sounds like it. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, More excuses. Uh, thanks to COVID nineteen, which falls right into the agenda that uh, you know everybody has been suspecting is behind the COVID crisis is uh, a conversion over to these. Uh, I would say not even a conversion, a a, a surrendering <laughs> over to yeah. certain agendas, including genetically modified food, which in the past has raised questions. No longer shall we question the scientists. Yep. And speaking of yep. the COVID. Okay. COVID. This is the Los Angeles Times. I knew this was going to happen. Scientists say a now dominant strain of the coronavirus could be more contagious than the original. Just as things are opening up, Basil, the, the more dominant strain is unleashed yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh man uh scientists have identified a new strain of the coronavirus that has become dominant worldwide and appears to be more contagious than the version that spread in the early days of the covid19 pandemic according to a new study led by scientists at los alamos national laboratory interesting the new strain appeared in february in europe migrated quickly to the east coast of the u.s and has been the dominant strain across the world since mid-March, the scientists wrote. Okay, so it's, been, so it's not like brand new. It's already spread across the, the country. In addition to spreading faster, it may make people vulnerable to a second infection. After, uh, after, after a first bout with the disease, the report warned. The 33-page report ah. was posted Thursday on BioRigZiv. A website that researchers use to share their work before it is peer-reviewed, before peer review, an effort to speed up collaborations with scientists working on COVID-19 vaccines or treatments. The research has been largely based on the genetic sequence of earlier strains and might not be effective against the new one. Be very afraid, everybody. Yeah. Be very afraid. Scientists with major organizations working on a vaccine or drugs to combat the coronavirus have told the Times that They are pinning their hopes on initial evidence that the virus is stable and not likely to mutate the way the influenza virus does, requiring a new vaccine every year. The Los Alamos report could upend that assumption. The mutation identified in the new report affects the now infamous spikes on the exterior of the coronavirus, which allow it to enter human respiratory cells. The report's authors say they felt an, quote, urgent need for an early warning so that vaccines and drugs under development around the world will be effective against the mutated strain. 
Uh, in many places, the new strain appeared. It quickly infected far more people than the earlier strains that came out of Wuhan, China. And within weeks, it was the only strain that was prevalent in some nations, according to the report. The new strain's dominance over its predecessors suggests that it is more infectious, according to the report, though uh, exactly why is not yet known. And uh, I, we get it. We don't, we don't have to read the rest of this here. It's more more just dribble. Uh, did you catch anything in there that you want to add uh, from the rest of the well, article here? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think the big thing is, you know, we've known this, and you know, and there's a, a small part of me who, and, and look, I'm in a position where being uh, told to stay in my house is not a problem for me, you know? <laughs> you already <laughs> kind of just stay in your house I'm, all day. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit of a homebody anyways, and this was a great reason to do that, and not having, uh, having an excuse to not go out, you know, that's all good. So when I heard... That, uh, you know, states are opening up and things are happening. You know, I'm very happy for people who that helps out, especially economically. A lot of our listeners are itching to get back to work. But I was like, I don't know, man, doesn't feel this doesn't feel right. And uh, as we know, and, you know, as we've talked about in the past, this is not going to go away. There's going to be many. I think there's going to be a yearly social oh, yeah. distancing sort of season yeah and uh as they've been preparing us for in all the mainstream news you know uh they've been preparing us for another big spike you know they're making no ifs ands or buts about it and uh, uh you know a new evolved version of coronavirus uh you know that'll get that job done for them so I don't think we're out of the woods quite yet, but um, you know it's interesting that there would already be a mutated version. Now, of course, uh, mutations in microorganisms like viruses and bacteria happen much faster. Now, I'm no pro, I'm no scientist, but uh, this thing's only been around a month, so uh, I mean that's a pretty Second fast wave. mutating. Second wave. Yeah, sec uh, get ready for the second wave. Flatten uh, those spikes. It says here that one scientist called it a classic case of Darwinian evolution. So I'm waiting for the classic. virus. I'm waiting for the virus to start evolving so quickly that it becomes just you know these just <laughs> entities that grow out of the yeah. goo and start chasing people Little down the street. Gremlins that start running oh, yeah. around. Yeah, I'm, it's uh, yeah, it's well, the ooze. Get people some nice. Yeah, it's like, it's like the ooze from Texas who started <laughs> opening up a couple days ago. You know, if little coronavirus gremlins start running around, that's going to give uh, Texas a nice round of target practice, I think. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, this was expected and it's especially expect expected to come out and to be pushed uh, during this time where people are trying to get unlocked down. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a pre pre explanation to, you know, uh, at the end of the month when they say, no, everybody go back in your houses. Yeah. There's, the gremlins are on the loose. Yeah. I, I was actually out on the road today and I uh, got onto mm -hmm. the freeway and for the first time in naughty, a while, naughty. I, yeah, pff, yeah, whatever. Uh, there was a, a um, traffic jam. I was like, oh yeah, traffic. I forgot, I forgot that there oh, was traffic. Yeah, it's been some, like months yeah, since we've actually had, yeah. I had to actually hit the, the brakes on the freeway. Um, but there you go. Uh, fear, everybody. Everybody be scared. New dominant strain coming after you. So yeah, That's right. There you go. Speaking of dominant strain, I want to go over to the Twitch real quick. And uh, I want to thank 
Get Rectified, who uh, just joined the Twitch channel from YouTube. Thanks for coming over, buddy. And for uh, anybody out there who's on YouTube, in YouTube land or wherever you are, head over to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Let's get that average up. Uh, for some reason, it's not giving me a live count of viewers. So I have no idea how many viewers are over there on Twitch, but uh, let's let's keep it going, people. Let's, Alexandra, let's jump up there. Alexandra Massey, thanks for watching. I just did a little chat thing in there because... Uh, we never get any messages on like Periscope, so somebody on Periscope oh, yeah, Twitter watching your, <laughs> that's and, very and nice. commenting. Very cool. Um, yeah, we got, I want to give a couple shout outs to oh, some okay. new followers. Huh? Go for it. Do it. Here we go. New followers. DNT bore me. Thanks for joining the Twitch. YouTube sucks. Thank you, YouTube sucks for coming <laughs> over. We got Kylo Ren seventeen oh five. Jawburn. Jawburn. Hmm. Ev Cooper. Evie Cooper. Uh, Kyle Sport or Kill Sport? What's up? What in the hillbilly heck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. This is one of the things, again, if you haven't heard me say it before, jumping over to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio, making a new account on something is always fun because now you get to recreate yourself with a brand new a uh, brand new username, which, you know, is forcing me to say some things on air uh, that I <laughs> probably wouldn't in real life. Yeah. Uh, just to thank a few more, we got oh. Twitchy MP. Yeah, a lot of Twitchers. I know. Prez10 Gerard. Sherry Bruno 62. And one more for this round, Salty Saves. Thank you, guys. Salty Saves. What in the hillbilly heck is in the house? Okay, so there you go. If you guys want to shout out, head over to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Join the club, and uh, I'll be saying hi to you as we go through the show. Yep. Uh, we got a few more COVID stories here. I guess we can play the jingle again. We uh, reported right. a tweet yesterday, but uh, there's an actual story now. Okay. You want to do it? <laughs> Since yeah. I did the last one? Go here for you it. go. Yeah, Gons, you brought the, uh, you brought the tweet uh, the other day, and uh, here we have the actual official story coming in on Forbes.com. Israel announced a major coronavirus antibody breakthrough. Here's why that's reason to be optimistic. Claiming a major breakthrough in coronavirus research on Tuesday, researchers in Israel confirm that they have made significant progress in isolating an antibody that could be used to treat those sickened by coronavirus. Although the antibody has not been tested on animals or humans, what has it been tested on? <laughs> it appears to meet three key clinical components necessary for a viable treatment, giving hope that the development of a treatment could be shortened substantially. The research announced by the Israel Institute of Biological Research purports to meet three key parameters. First, the antibody is monoclonal, which means it specifically does not have harmful proteins that would otherwise make the antibody difficult to use. Second, the antibody is able to neutralize the coronavirus. Third, 
Given the various mutations of the virus worldwide, which we just discussed, the Israeli antibody was specifically tested against the aggressive strain of the ah, coronavirus. There you go. While there have been several breakthroughs in antibody research over the past few months, including a related finding by Dutch researchers, researchers at uh, Utrecht University in Erasmus University in March, Israeli researchers claimed in a statement that, quote, as far as we know, according to comprehensive scientific publications from around the world, the Biological Research Institute is the first in the world to achieve this breakthrough in these three parameters at the same time. Ooh, triple threat. Uh, while the timeline for further development wasn't confirmed, the next steps in the antibody research will be to move from petri dish testing to animals and eventually humans, all which take a meaningful amount of time. Nonetheless, in a global race to find medical interventions for the deadly coronavirus, the Israeli announcement fuels optimism that progress can be made uh, at against the novel coronavirus at a rapid pace. Hmm, little typo there. The Biological Research Institute remains cautious of the timeline, however, uh, acknowledging in this statement, this is an important milestone, but afterwards comes complicated tests and a process of getting regulatory approval. Per an assessment by the Institute's scientists, this technological breakthrough is poised to shorten the process, which will go on for several months. So there you go. Going back to this antibody thing, Gons, um, and not necessary. Again, the tweet y the other day was not about a vaccine like we hear so much about, um, but actually about an antidote, a cure rather than a vaccine. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a little low energy today, Gon. Uh, little... So he not so excited. No, not excited about virus anymore. I'm tired of it. But um, yeah, I guess that's good. I just. It's just weird how they're like, hey, we got some. And then they're like, we just we haven't done it with animals or humans yet. Even though if there's a bunch of people dying, can't they just like try it on someone who's like severe case of coronavirus and just be. Yeah, you know, which is what they've been doing with uh, remdesivir and uh, hydroxychloroquine, all sorts of things. Yeah, so, so why not? You know, the, the FDA pushed through a, a fast uh, process on remdesivir, which. Of course, they wanted remdesivir to work and not hydroxychloroquine because hydroxychloroquine is out of patent. So it is like a dollar per pill or something. But uh, remdesivir still under patent by uh, who was it? Uh, Gilead. Right. So, you know, it's like a thou thousand bucks a dose or something. Cause, right. uh, Maybe they don't want to speed the antibody thing too fast because, you know, there's all sorts of other things they want to get done before. They uh they they well, announce something that's going to be very effective or whatever. And the reason why you would announce this without having done the the full slew of tests is for uh, fundraising. You know, more if money. You tell people you're you're on the you know you're on the trail of a cure. You can get some money coming in, and uh, you know because you got to pay for all those tests, guns. Who's going to pay for all those tests? Oh yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Maybe this is just for money reasons. It's always money. All of the money. Mo money, money, money. Where's our money jingle? <laughs> and we had one more here. You are on it today, buddy. $100 billion. I don't have any money. <laughs> I don't have any money. Yep. 
Okay. Okay, so there you go. We're, um... Yeah, and it says here at the end of the article, uh, but just as much as the research institutions, Israelis' coronavirus advances are also boosted by a private sector that has a large number of entrepreneurial companies focused mm. on life sciences, uh, contributing to its reputation as startup nation. There you go. Israel, startup nation. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, there you All go. Right. All right. All right. What else you got? It's enough heard the covid thing too many times today all right people love it man i know all right fine yeah COVID. this is onenewsnow.com fauci knew about hcq in 2005 nobody needed to die this is a guest columnist here you know we try to not just do mainstream stuff and and report on that because we put our little spin on that, but sometimes there's good articles that uh, dig into a little more of the history. And uh, it says here, Dr. Fauci, whose expert advice to President Trump has resulted in the complete shutdown of the greatest economic engine in world history, has known since 2005 that chloroquine is an effective inhibitor of coronavirus. How did he know this? Because of research done by the National Institute of Health, of which he is the director. In connection with the SARS outbreak caused by coronavirus dubbed SARS-CoV, the NIH researched chloroquine and concluded that it was effective at stopping the SARS coronavirus in its tracks. The COVID-19 bug is likewise a coronavirus labeled SARS-CoV-2. While not exactly the same virus as SARS-CoV-1, it is genetically related to it and shares 79% of its genome, as the name sars Cove 2 implies they both use the same host cell receptor, which is what viruses use to gain entry into the cell and infect the victim. The Virology Journal, the official publication of Dr. Fauci's National Institute of Health, published what is now a blockbuster article on August 22nd, 2005 under the heading, get ready for this, quote, chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread. Uh, emphasis mine throughout so he, he he made the bold here in the text uh write the researchers quote we report that chloroquine has strong antiviral effects on sars-cov infection on primate cells these inhibitory effects are observed when the cells are treated with the drug either before or after exposure to the virus suggesting both prophylactic and therapeutic advantage end quote this means, of course, that Dr. Fauci has known for 15 years that chloroquine and its milder derivative hydroxychloroquine chloroquine, will not only treat a current case of coronavirus, therapeutic, but prevent future cases, prophylactic. So HCQ functions... Prophy what? No, it's, it's prophylactic, but it was fun. Prophylactic is fun. Prophylactic, okay. So HCQ functions as both a cure and a vaccine. In other words, it's a wonder drug or coronavirus. Oh, for. It's a wonder drug for coronavirus. Yeah, a little, little itchy there. Said Dr. Fauci's NIH in 2005, quote, concentrations of 10, what is that, mu? Is that the, is, you're the science guy. Is that mu? Okay. Uh, I'm not looking what, you, uh, what okay. you're looking at. Somebody in the chat will correct me on that. 
completely abolishes SARS-CoV infection. Fauci researchers added, chloroquine can effectively reduce the establishment of infections and spread of SARS-CoV. Dr. Didier Raoult, the Anthony Fauci of France, had such spectacular mm. success using HCQ to treat victims of SARS-CoV-2 that he said way back in February or on February 25th that, quote, it's game over for coronavirus. He and the team of wow. researchers reported that the use of HCQ administered with both azithromycin and zinc cured 79 of 80 patients with only rare and minor adverse events. In conclusion, the researchers write, quote, we confirm the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine associated with azithromycin in the treatment of COVID-19 and its potential effectiveness in the early impairment of contagiousness. The highly yeah. publicized. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's a azithromycin, uh, colloquially named uh, Z-Pack for anybody who's had uh, like uh, bronchitis or strep or something. Right. Um, but yeah, this is interesting. And I just got to say, guns, it's been a while since we've heard any mainstream news about hydroxychloroquine. Of course, last month, that was the that was the hot new thing. Um, but then, you know, that we just saw layers and layers and layers of mainstream uh, stifling of that, uh, of even just the, the possibility that it was going to work. And of course, at the time we had doctors all over the world saying that it was working. And this is just uh, yeah, a very interesting thing to have unearthed that uh, Fauci himself was uh, hailing the the benefits of HCQ, as it's called, uh, yeah. against other coronaviruses back yeah. in 2005, 15 years ago. That's crazy. Yep, yep. The highly publicized VA study that purported to show HCQ was ineffective showed nothing of the sort. HCQ wasn't administered until the patients were virtually on their deathbeds when research indicates it should be prescribed as soon as symptoms are apparent. Plus, mm -hmm. HCQ was administered without uh, azithromycin, did I say that right? And zinc. Azithromycin. Azithromycin. Myosin? Mm. Yep. Myosin? Okay. I don't like science words. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's mycin, but it's myosin? All right, whatever. Um, which form the cocktail that makes it supremely effective. At-risk individuals need to receive the HCQ cocktail at the first sign of the symptoms. Uh, but Governor Andrew Cuomo banned the use of HCQ in the entire state of New York on March 6th. The Democrat governors of Nevada and Michigan soon followed suit. And by March 28th, the whole country was under incarceration in place fatwas. Nothing happened with regard to the use of HCQ in the U.S. until March 20th, when President Trump put his foot down and insisted that the FDA consider authorizing HCQ for off-label use to treat SARS-CoV-2. On March 23rd, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko reported that he had treated around 500 coronavirus patients with HCQ and had seen an astonishing 100% success rate. That's not the anecdotal evidence Dr. Fauci sneers at, but actual research with real patients in clinical settings. Quote, since last Thursday, my team has treated approximately 350 patients in Kirai, uh, what is that? Uh, Curious Joel and another 150 patients in other areas of New York with the above regimen on this group and the information provided to me by affiliated medical teams, we have had zero deaths, zero hospitalizations, and zero intubations. 
In addition, Ooh. I have not heard of any negative side effects other than approximately 10% of patients with temporary nausea and diarrhea. Hey, if you're going to die of uh, this virus thing, a little diarrhea might be worth your while. Yeah. 10% of you that yeah. have it. Um, yeah. Said Dr. Zelenko, I'll just end, end after this quote here. If you scale this nationally, the economy will rebound much quicker. The country will open again. And let me tell you a very important point. This treatment costs about $20. That's very important because you can scale that nationally. If every treatment costs $20,000, that's not so good. And I'm doing, uh, all I'm doing is repurposing old available drugs, which we know their safety profiles and using them in a unique combination in an outpatient setting. So yeah, as we had suspected, Basil, a lot of this has been overblown. A lot of this was propaganda. A lot of this had to do with the crashing economy and the changes in the, in the guard in terms of the technology and all that kind of stuff. The virus itself was, uh, not really a thing. <laughs> what do you think? Not really a thing? What I are mean, you talking it, about? <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 I don't know. We, we, you know what I think. You know what I think about this whole thing. <laughs> you think the same thing. Well, I, I mean, it was, the, the point of this article is it's talking about the hydroxychloroquine thing. I and get, I think I know, the, biggest, but, the biggest point for me is that we stopped hearing about it altogether as soon as Gilead uh, started rolling out remdesivir, again, which is a patented medication, which you get a thousand bucks per. And I think, uh, you know, uh, in the context of this article, specifically talking about how hydroxychloroquine is uh, affordable and uh, you know could be scaled on a national level the problem is remdesivir at that uh, expense is not affordable now i will say uh it came out a few days ago i believe that um uh, gilead claims that they are donating uh i can't remember if it was a million dollars worth or a million uh, doses worth of remdesivir to to help out the uh, the situation. Now that being said, uh, is they're not really. I mean, they may be donating it, but believe me, they're getting kickbacks. Uh, uh, they're yeah. not doing it for free. No, at a corporation at that level, even if they're giving a million dollars to charity, it's it's not uh, just a million dollars to charity. They're doing it as a PR stunt because they're getting kickbacks. From someone somewhere. Yeah, it's all about the money, it seems like, because uh, especially with a lot of the big pharma, they have a lot of power, you know, and they have a lot yeah. of influence. And so, of course, they don't want a, a thing, an effective treatment to be out there that's going to be cheap, you know? That's so, right. Uh, we got all a, right. We got a couple super chats in here. We got uh, Carol White, pair character lifting some weight saying, keep it up. I think that's a description of the... Uh, the the what's it called little stickers and also emil b 2010 thank you for your super chat as well appreciate emojis, that emojis guns are they called um, emojis and and what in the b hillbilly heck uh said a while ago in the chat don't worry i saw you hillbilly uh, she says, uh, when the when the COVID nineteen jingle is playing, it's dangerous to be layering lasagna. I don't know exactly <laughs> don't what know. that means or what happened, Hillbilly. I hope you're okay. I hope your lasagna makes it through, and I hope that that doesn't mean something else just, that I'm just not spray aware some of. Uh, spray some HCQ on that lasagna. You'll be fine. 
There you go. HCQ. All right. I'm looking at the chat, seeing if I'm missing anything. Doesn't look like it. So I just so I'm going to take the moment to pop over to the Twitch real quick. Refresh the follower list. Let's see who we got uh, new. And just so everybody knows, we are over here at twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. It's the best place to watch the show. And uh, we're hoping to keep an average consistent viewership of 75 viewers, which considering the amount of people watching right now all over the internet, uh, we need a handful of you guys to go do that. Everybody should be doing that. And some new people doing that at the top of the list here. Objectivity does exist. All right. Thank you very much. We got Smiley Sky. We got uh, GM. uh, Sorry, GL made it. Thanks, GL. You made it. We got Amelia Dawn following over there. We got Otrebron. One, two, three. HSL playing. And uh, okay, I'm just gonna jump around for a second. We got hashtag <laughs> hashtag fun sized following over on Twitch, and Mars Simba. Thank you guys for following over on Twitch. Last one standing, twenty nine popping into the chat. Thank you as well. Okay, we are going to be uh, calling more Twitch users out as they come through. If if I missed you, just pop it into the chat there so I know to get you back. Um, and uh, Gons, I want to take a moment here in the middle to thank some Patreon supporters. Oh, okay, as I'm well. Yeah. So uh, again, hey, we are we operate on the value for value model here at Canary Cry News Talk, and uh, here's the thing: we put out the product, we give it to you for free, and if you gain value from it, uh, it's your turn to turn around and put some value back in. We're gonna trade value. That's how we are in this new economic system. We don't believe in advertising, although uh, some listeners have made it uh, very clear that they would rather listen to an ad for Swift or WetJet than hear me talk about Twitch or Patreon <laughs> one more time. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. I cannot bend. I cannot bend the knee. I do not negotiate with terrorists. Uh, we do not play ads on the show. So in that case, I'm gonna head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. There, you can sign up to support at a bunch of different levels. There's fun rewards. There's bonus episodes. Uh, I think there's like over a hundred hours worth of bonus episodes over there. Um, and uh, just want to give a big old thank you. I don't think we did Patreon shoutouts last episode. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm trying to send the I link. I don't think in chat and for some reason i don't think my chat is working in terms of me Uh sending stuff but people are still well i'm going to first give a shout out to uh an upgraded pledge by jessica thank you jessica a brand new pledge from uh ishmael ishmael thank you ishmael we got a nice pledge from kyle kyle and a nice pledge from Jesus Loves Truthers. Right. I don't know if we gave them a shout out last episode, but if we did, they get two. That's what you get for uh, supporting us over on Patreon. And here's the thing, folks. 
that's uh, that's the way it is right now. We uh, we are putting out the show, and if you find value, if you, if this is your first episode, if this is your tenth, if you've listened to all almost two hundred episodes of Canary Cry News Talk, uh, consider giving back into the show. That keeps us going and uh, <laughs> gives Gons and I the time to read through all these articles for you. It's crazy um, that we're almost at two hundred episodes. That's nuts. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. We're and, cranking you know, through. If you go back to the beginning. We didn't have jingles. I mean, like this thing has evolved in the 200 episodes, the live stream oh, now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a whole different thing than when we started. So yeah, yeah, you'll notice that as you listen back through, through the podcast feed, uh, the changes in the show, you can watch the evolution of the show. Very fun. But I want to uh, let everybody know that if you don't like Patreon and uh, you want to find some other way to help the show out, you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support. And here it is. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. That's right. And at CanaryCryRadio.com slash support, uh, there's all sorts of other ways to help out the show. There's PayPal, there's recurring donations, or if uh, if commitment's not your thing, you can make a one-time donation, which was very helpful for uh, when people did that to help me upgrade the internet. I'm very happy about that. So there you go, everybody. There's just some of the ways that you can help keep this show going. We're going three days a week right now, folks. This is a brand new world. And Gons, speaking of uh, keeping the world moving here, uh, I want to talk about Salon Lady. Salon Lady. I will keep you warm and safe in my people's zoo. Are you going to talk okay. about it? You're not going to play the COVID jingle. <sighs> You're tired of the COVID people. COVID. There it is. Woo! Okay. We all know Salon Lady. This is the lady in uh, Dallas who is keeping her salon open despite orders not to do so. We're reading from DallasNews.com here. Dallas salon owner jailed for reopening in violation of court order. What? Oh, no. I need, I need a the Dallas salon, salon owner will spend will spend a week in jail after she was found in contempt of court Tuesday for violating an order to close her salon during the coronavirus pandemic. In addition, Shelly Luther was fined $7,000 for continuing to operate her business, Salon a la mode. <laughs> salon on ice cream. Uh, with ice cream. Uh, in violation. <laughs> in violation of a judge's temporary restraining order issued against the business. Luther was taken into custody immediately after hearing, uh, after the hearing and booked into the Dallas County Jail just after 4.30 p.m. Like other businesses deemed non-essential, Luther's far north Dallas salon was forced to close March 22nd after the county enacted its stay-at-home order. She reopened the salon April 24th despite that order and tore up a cease and desist, desist, a cease and desist letter from uh, County Judge Clay Jenkins at a demonstration the next day. The temporary restraining order was signed April 28th by State District Judge Eric Moyer, but Luther continued to operate the business. In a hearing broadcast live on YouTube on Tuesday, wow, they broadcast the hearing live on YouTube. Yeah, I, I watched Yikes. part of it. They, I watched part of it. It was they need really to get over on bizarre. Twitch. <laughs> get on Twitch. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> they need to get the memo. 
Yeah. Luther said she had no choice but to open her business. She said uh, she hadn't earned income since the county's uh, stay-at-home order was set in March. She applied for one of the federal loans aimed at helping small businesses, but didn't receive it until Sunday, she testified. Quote, I couldn't feed my family and my stylist couldn't feed their families, Luther, Luther testified, holding a phone to her face from the witness stand so the court reporter could hear her through a mask. Whoa, that's weird. Okay. Before issuing this ruling, Moye gave Luther an opportunity to apologize and promise not to reopen her salon until she was allowed to do so, saying he would consider levying only a fine in lieu of the incarceration, which you've demonstrated that you have so clearly earned. (laughs) That sounds like a Texas judge. Yeah. Luther, however, defended her actions to the very end. Quote, feeding my kids is not selfish, she told Moye. If you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision. But I'm not going to shut the salon. Minutes earlier, Governor Greg Abbott, who announced during a news conference that barbershops and salons across Texas could reopen Friday. Luther's attorney, Warren Norred, expressed disappointment in the judge's ruling, as well as the timing of the governor's decision, saying Abbott could have acted sooner to allow salons to open. Norred also said he was frustrated at how some businesses were deemed essential, while others were not. Abbott, quote, could have swept all this aside and said, whatever your occupancy is of your facility, take it to 25%. Norad said Tuesday evening, quote, that it's uh, that gets the churches, that gets the salons, that gets the grocery stores, it gets the restaurant, it gets everybody, and it would have done the job. During Tuesday's hearing, Norad and Luther argued that the salon operated with safe protocols, blah, 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 blah. So there you go. That's... Uh, it continues, but it's uh, nothing interesting there. So, um, yeah, you know, you saw this salon lady. She was making, she was coming, uh, becoming quite the revolutionary over there in Texas. And she finally got, uh, she she had a chance to apologize, but she took the jail time instead. This really does, I mean, this is some martyrdom here going on here. She was not afraid to take the sentence. And uh, especially since Governor Abbott said that she could be open, uh, uh, just recently, um, you know, th- I I don't think we've seen the end of this story. I think there's well, going to be some very interesting things continuing with this. First off, uh, a few episodes ago, we talked about how the astrologers were really into 2020 because the uh, the celestial alignments were the same as it was during the Protestant Reformation back in the 16th century. Uh, so I find it, uh, the uh, only thing I can think of the whole time is her last name is Luther. Really? Interesting. Um, okay. <laughs> but there was another second part of the story. I, I noticed these things, Basil. You know how my brain works. I noticed these little, little I know, patterns. You're connecting the dots, man. It's connecting dots, man. Okay, but there is a second story here. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton calls for immediate release of jailed Dallas salon owner Shelly Luther. And um, yeah. just real quickly, a, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has called for the immediate release of the of the Dallas salon owner who was arrested and sent to jail for opening her business in defiance of Governor Greg Abbott's stay-at-home orders. And um, let me just read the quote here. No, hey, video. I don't need you, video. Go away. Is there a click to... Nope. No, okay. Uh, quote, no, I find they it just outrageous. force you to watch this video. Yeah, it's not playing, luckily, but... Uh, 
Quote, I find it outrageous and out of touch that during this national pandemic, a judge in a county that actually released hardened criminals for fear of contracting or contracting COVID-19 would jail a mother for operating her hair salon in an attempt to put food on her family's table, said Attorney General Paxson. The trial judge did not need to lock up Shelley Luther. His order is a shameful abuse of judicial discretion, which seems like another political stunt in Dallas. He should release Miss Luther immediately. And uh, there you go. So th- there's a call out. I don't know if this is going to be effective, but hopefully, you know, we ha- this was today. So hopefully she doesn't have to stay in there for too long. But yeah, uh, so she's getting uh, officials coming to her rescue, but. I mean, really, this is ridiculous. Texas is such an interesting place. We have so many Texas listeners. What's up to all our Texas listeners? What's up? Um, there's plenty of Texas listeners who have offered to take me in when uh, the the real apocalypse happens and I, I hit the road. So I'll see you in Texas when it all goes down. Um, but uh, Texas is a weird place, man, because obviously there's a bunch of, you know, people who aren't buying it. Um, like this lady opening up her salon and apparently the AG uh, also, you know, defending her. But this judge is an example of someone who's on the other side. I mean, Texas is is kind of a purple state now. Uh, of course, places yeah. like Austin, uh, which have basically been overrun by Californians. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> since uh, Calif- since Californians are, are, yeah, they're exodusing. Uh, from California, even though they, uh, you know, we we actually talked about this in depth. Uh, the exodus from California being a an export uh, of not just political ideas and uh, sort of social uh, temp uh, temperaments, but also sort of a spiritual export. Yeah. Um, we won't get into that again, but it's in one of the past uh, episodes. If somebody remembers what episode that is, throw it in the chat for us. Um, so yeah, no, there you go. Texas, very interesting place for these sorts of back and forths to be going down. And, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way, guns. Really? You wouldn't? I'd rather it be going down in Texas. It's more entertaining to watch it happen in Texas. Well, you know, hopefully just all the nonsense just gets, uh, you know, shot down. Um, literally. Which uh, kind of leads us into this next story, which is still a COVID story, but uh, it's a little more deadly. COVID. It will kill. Real, real quick, guns. I want to give a shout out to Smiley Sky, one of the new Twitch watchers. Uh, they are from Austria, Innsbruck, Ooh. Austria. Cool. All right. Our listeners Austria. in Austria. Very cool. Probably laughing at us Americans over here. Uh, this is NBCNews.com. Yeah. The hills are alive. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh, researcher on verge. Wait, what? Oh, yes. Researcher on verge of making very significant coronavirus findings shot to death. The Pennsylvania researcher, quote, was on the verge of making very significant findings towards understanding the cellular mechanisms that underline COVID-19, his university said. Um... And uh, there's a picture of the guy. Bing Liu, 37, a researcher at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, was found dead Saturday inside a home in Ross Township, north of Pittsburgh. The 
uh, Allegheny, did I, am I saying that right? Allegheny County Medical Examiner said, He had been shot in the head and the neck, the agency said. An hour after Lou's body was discovered, a second person, Hal Gu, 46, was found dead inside a car less than a mile away, the agency said. Ross Township Police Detective Sergeant Brian Culhip told NBC News that the men knew each other. Investigators believe Gu killed Liu before returning to his car, where he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Police believe the deaths occurred on Saturday after a lengthy dispute regarding an intimate partner, according to the, the Ross Police Department Wednesday. We found yeah. zero evidence that this tragic event had anything to do with employment at the University of Pittsburgh, any work being conducted at the University of Pittsburgh, and the current health crisis affecting the United States and the world, police said. The investigation has been forwarded to federal authorities because neither of the men were U.S. citizens. Liu, who earned a Ph.D. in computational science from the National University of Singapore, worked as a postdoctoral fellow at Carnegie Mellon University before becoming a research associate at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. In a statement, the University of Pittsburgh described him as an excellent mentor and prolific researcher who had co-authored more than 30 papers. His work focused on systems biology. Quote, Bing was on the verge of making very significant findings towards understanding the cellular mechanisms that underline SARS-CoV-2 infection and the cellular basis of the following complications, the school said. We will make an effort to complete what he started in an effort to pay homage to his scientific excellence. So, uh, of course... You got a lot of people yeah. on the social medias uh, saying, hey, what are the odds? The guy who, would, you know, is looking for a cure or looking for a, a way to. Well, not uh, even looking for a cure, found, making, yeah. making big strides. I mean, that's the thing. Just to review, if anybody needs a review of what Gans just read, uh, there was a, a China. Well, he's from Singapore. Singapore yeah. and China? Where's Singapore? Singapore. Oh, my gosh. It's its own. It's its oh, own. Oh my! Google it, somebody. Where's Singapore? Oh gosh, it's its own. I want to be sure. Yes. Yeah, it is like its own thing, isn't yeah, it's it? It's its own country. Yeah, go ahead. It's like China adjacent. Sure. <laughs> Are you googling it in your it's... VR headset? No, I can't. That's why I'm asking you to do it, or somebody in the chat. I know you know in that area with China and and. Uh, Hong Kong and and yeah, a lot of those the surrounding Singa nations. There's a lot of disputed. The it's the Republic of Singapore. It's its own. Yeah, it's its own place. Okay. Man. Yeah. Come All on. right. So we've got these Singaporean uh, scientists, or one scientist who is on the verge of uh, making a big <laughs> discovery with coronavirus, just happens to get shot in the head and the neck. Uh, you know, as he's breaking out with his big science, and then they find what they are claiming is his murderer, uh, who shot himself in his car about a block away or something like that. I, I don't, I don't know I about just, this. I just started laughing because Adam forty two on Twitch said, uh, uh, "Singapore is in Texas." <laughs> Singapore is in Texas. <laughs> Smiley Sky, our Austrian, saying Malaysia. Okay, it's in between it's Malaysia. It's in between Malaysia and Indonesia. Little little spot there. Ah, uh, gotcha. Oh, and Bill Gates official is back watching Twitch. Oh, so there you go. Thanks, Bill. Let us know if we get anything right. Um, 
So yeah, no, I don't know, man. This this uh, screams of uh, conspiracy to me. Yeah, there was a tweet. Uh, this is a screenshot I'm showing on the screen for those watching, for those who are just listening. There's a tweet by someone. I don't really want to read, read their uh, handle there, but uh, the tweet was sent out on April second, twenty twenty, and the tweet reads: Doctors at UPMC Pittsburgh have released today. They found a COVID cure and are submitting it for FDA approval and safety testing. So how much do we want to bet one or more will mysteriously die? <laughs> and, then, and then in May 4th, of course, this... Uh, they mysteriously died. Mysteriously died. Yep. So... Wow. Predictions and fulfillment. Um, you know, wow. uh, yeah. we got to put these two... Uh, we got to put these two links side by side. Uh in the in the in the show notes so people have that that they can share with their friends you know yeah yeah exactly I, that tweet and then the the actual article headline just so people yeah, know yeah let's make sure let's make sure to do that and just so everybody knows you can go to canarycrynewstalk.com and uh, every episode comes with a bunch of show notes if you're looking for a link to an article of something we read if uh, you're looking for videos that we play on the show whatever it is you can head over to canarycrynewstalk.com uh, show notes for every single show and you know it's it's also good idea for you to just uh, you know start your own little document and copy and paste these show notes uh, it's a great way to continue doing research to have sort of a research uh, catalog you know that you can keep looking through um, a lot of people have found that uh, found that helpful in the past so i passed that on to to our listeners today yes and uh, some people saying the links should be in the, sh the description that's on youtube and yes, you're right, but uh, you know, it's just another step that we'd have to go through before going live, and there's already like a million steps. So someone wants to do it for us, be our guest. But until then, there you go. Just go to canarycrynewstalk.com to get the links. They're all hyperlinked here. I was trying to show how they work here. Just all the from the last episode, they're all hyperlinked. Um, yeah. But there you go. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously. <laughs> this we're going to be suspicious of this whole thing and it's not a surprise uh that something like this would go down and it's not a surprise that they would vehemently deny it there's no connection that we can find well of course I know. um so, so funny too that they even say it like the fact that they're even having to say that uh just screams the opposite yeah so, yeah thanks law enforcement um Let's do one more. Uh, let's do one more here, and then we'll talk about some stuff. Talk about some stuff. What's the jingle for this one? I'm trying to find it because I thought I had it, but I don't. I guess. Hold on. What oh, are we doing? Oh man. What are we doing? Oh, we're doing okay. uh, the All Facebook right. story. Ah, ah, ah. Mind, Mind control, control research intensifies. intensifies. There we go. Yeah. That's right. NBCnews.com. Facebook names 20 people to its Supreme Court for content moderation. Yeah. Now, we talked about this uh, when it first happened, I think 2018. Yep. And they already tried this once before, but got a ton 
ton of backlash. I mean, I, I don't have the notes in front of us here, but we did a whole uh, segment on it back when it happened. And the members of this Facebook Supreme Court, uh, it was very fishy. So they canned the whole thing, but they just rebooted it uh, because of everything going on here. NBCnews.com, the article reads, Facebook on Wednesday appointed 20 people from around the world to serve on what will effectively be the social media network's Supreme Court for speech, issuing rulings on what kind of posts will be allowed and what should be taken down. The list includes nine law professors, a Nobel Peace Prize laureate from Yemen, a journalist, a free speech advocate, and a writer from the Libertarian Cato Institute. There's the captain, however was any prominent expert in studying disinformation. Facebook has struggled to contain state-based manipulation efforts, as well as hoaxes on subjects like false cures and gun violence. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I lost my always spot. Here we go. You. The cat has very sharp claws and uh, makes makes it hard. All right. Hele Thorning Schmidt, a former prime minister of Denmark and one of four co-chairs of the board, said they would consider such expertise in recruiting more members. Okay, so keep in mind, we have uh, professors, we have journalists, we have Nobel Peace Prize laureates, and we have former uh, prime ministers of Denmark all on this uh, Supreme Court. Uh, quote, we have tried to consider all communities and also people who have been critical of Facebook in the past. She said the number of members will rise to 40 over time. Now, listen to this. The oversight board is more than two years in the making. It's creation prompted by CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who said in 2018 that he wanted to create some sort of structure, almost like a Supreme Court for users to get a final judgment call on what is acceptable speech and relieve the company's executives of having to decide. So this is Zuckerberg's, uh, he's just trying to get some things off of his plate here. Social media networks dating back to MySpace have struggled with uh, struggled to write rule books that are easy to understand and consistently enforceable, and yet cover the varied material that people try to post online. The rules, including Facebook's community standards, have evolved to prohibit not only illegal images, such as child pornography, but also hate speech, harassment, and most recently, false information about the coronavirus pandemic. The questions often become political footballs, as lawmakers in Washington and elsewhere have turned their fire on Zuckerberg when they believe they or their supporters are being unfairly censored. The creation of Facebook's oversight board is designed to effective, uh, effectively hand the last word over to the expert panel, possibly taking Zuckerberg and other Facebook executives out of the picture on writing speech rules and sparing them having to answer questions from users, lawmakers, and journalists. Uh, but one of the co-chairs, former federal judge Michael McConnell, said he expected the board to have a steep learning curve. Okay, so keep track here. We have a former federal judge. We have the, uh, the a former prime minister of Denmark. We've got a Nobel laureate. Really, really high, uh, high end people here. We are not the internet police, McConnell said. <laughs> Don't think of us as a sort of fast action group that's going to swoop in and deal with rapidly moving problems. That's not our job. The job, he added, was to hear appeals 
of decisions that Facebook has already made. Ugh. The board's decisions will be binding unless implementation would violate the law, Facebook said. The decisions will also apply to Facebook-owned Instagram, but not initially to WhatsApp, where content is generally encrypted. Membership on the board is... Now, keep that in mind, but not initially to WhatsApp. WhatsApp is a messaging... It's a text messaging yeah. uh, application. It's supposed to it's, be peer-to-peer, so, isn't it? Yeah, and it's where where within using WhatsApp peer-to-peer messaging would you v- ha- crack down on violations of people just chatting? I mean, it's not a publicly viewable thing. Anyways, Facebook has taken steps to try to make the board independent, creating 130 million trusts to pay for its operation and pledging that it cannot remove members from the board. Facebook will refer cases to the board for its consideration when the company considers them significant and difficult, and Facebook users will be able to suggest cases through an online portal. And that right there is going to be their downfall, Gons, because basically you have a group of elite-level people, Nobel laureates, former federal judges, former prime minister of Denmark, and basically, their job is to sit around and decide if uh, a Facebook post that got deleted should be put back up or not. I mean, what a wild uh, job for these people to be doing. Well, And especially yeah. now that they, they're saying they have a, an online portal where Facebook users will be able to suggest cases, this is going to be out of control. You're going to have... Uh, all these elite people that I'm guaranteeing you that online portal is going to be clogged up with memes. It's going to be clogged up oh, they're just gonna with, troll. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's going to be troll be central, man. It's going to be crazy. And these people who are, who are formerly in elite positions, this is not going to last. Uh, I don't know what Facebook is paying them. Uh, apparently it's a lot because they set aside 130 million for it. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you were formerly the prime minister of Denmark and now your job is to sit around and decide if, uh, somebody's Facebook post should be taken down or not, that is wild. Well, <laughs> Facebook, uh, with the, the power trip, you know, there was a couple, couple years ago in age of deceit three, I had this theory about the, the four beasts, the lion, bear and leopard, and traditionally, people have thought that there's a countries, and I said that's definitely possible. There's good evidence, you know, historically with commentary on that. But as we look forward into the future, uh, how do things look? And, and I, there's less of a nation state thing and more of like a corporate uh, technocracy type of thing building. And this this fits right into that mold of like, hey, we're gonna have our own Supreme Court. And Facebook's working on their Libra. We're gonna have. We're gonna be a bank. So it's just this overreach of an arrogance, really, of Facebook trying to be everything. You know, we're going to govern. We're going to have, you know, you're going to use our right. money. We're going to mm-hmm. know all of your text messages. And we're going we're gonna to make sure that you guys are safe. But it's just like, my goodness. I wish I had that I'm yeah. not capable of hatred uh, clip uh, on hand. My, my <laughs> data clip that's uh, my way of making fun of Mark Zuckerberg. But anyway, I am looking at uh, the list of people on this board and it's crazy. I mean, it's all it's just a crazy list of elite academics, elite po- political figures. Um, 
uh, activists, all sorts of stuff. I I have a hard time believing that this is going to last very long. These people are going to realize that they have better things to do. You know, Facebook probably made them an offer they couldn't refuse because of all yeah. the heat that Facebook gets yeah. uh, for not, uh, you know, policing their people well. Um, but, you know, these people took the money and uh, they're going to be really um, sad about it. Actually, I have a, I have a, a clip of Zuckerberg. No, it's not Zuckerberg, but uh, apropos. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people zoo. There you go. All right, guns, before we move on and uh, start winding the show down here, I wanted to thank everybody who's watching right now on the live stream. We do these live streams, uh, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. People have been asking me for a schedule, and uh, just so you know, the schedule is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometime between noon and five is Pacific when we'll start. Time. Noon and five Pacific, Pacific time. Good, yes, good thinking. We, Pacific uh, yeah. time, sometime between noon and five. That's the best window we can give you um, because uh, you know we, there's we got lives, we got lives, we gotta uh, uh, um, live. Know deal with we have to live lives thank you that's the word i was looking for (laughs) we have lives i want to give (laughs) i want to give some shout outs to new twitch followers if you're watching live anywhere on the internet head over to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio just so you know we're trying to get our average twitch viewers up to 75 which should be easy so if you're over there you're thinking hey uh, let's uh let's help these guys out i don't want to give them any money so i'm going to watch them on twitch because that helps them out um gone starting to round out our uh our really i mean we've got some of the best twitch viewers you know we got susan Wichjiki, ceo yeah. of youtube who watches us on twitch we got bill gates official who watches us on twitch and uh we got a brand new follower gone's the real pope francis oh my gosh the, the, the real pope grows. francis <laughs> i know i am loving this yes. so much we got to keep rounding this out hopefully elon musk will follow us uh hopefully mark let's get mark zuckerberg to yeah, follow us over there mark jeff zuckerberg. bezos Oh, we, we're going to yeah, have the so, best uh, audience. We're going to have the best uh, high-level elite technocrat audience that any show has ever had. That's what we're <laughs> shooting for. So remember, folks, you're you're sitting there on your YouTube channel, your YouTube uh, uh, account that you made years ago, and you you didn't make a very good name, and you're kind of sad about that. Now's your chance. Head twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. You get to make a new identity for yourself. Um, and the real Pope Francis answered the call. So thank you very much, real Pope Francis. Uh, we've got uh, Truth Hunger. Miss Valerie 85 Grimothy Porter And those are the new ones I have on the list right now um, and remember some people they uh, they they become our friends they ask to become our friends oh yeah we've got five new friend requests remember it's you, you gotta also follow us click follow on the channel but those who uh, wanted to be our friends here we got Jenny B83 we got Padusagi, uh, eat real meat is now Ooh. our friend. Uh, Arbel Revere's, Arbel Revere's, Revere's something. Uh, thank you. And then what in the hill, Billy Hack? Thanks for being our friend again. 
Um, okay, so there you go, and let's see if anybody, if there's any new Patreon supporters in the past uh, 30 minutes here. Yeah, baby! Ooh. We got a new Patreon supporter during the show, so okay. a big ol' extra shout-out to Cam. Thank you very much, Cam. And if anybody out there is watching live, you want to join the Patreon at patreon.com slash ccnt, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Uh, So thank you very much to Cam. Um, Okay, anything else you want to talk about before we jump right back into this? Let's let's go back in. Let's do it. Okay, let's Let's dive back in. Let's trigger the flat earthers. Are you going to do it or am I going to do it? I'll do it. I did the last one. CNET.com. White House drafting Artemis Accords for moon mining, report says. Moon mining. And we're not talking about Bitcoin going to the moon. We're talking about Trump going to the moon and mining, I don't know, Nazi uh, relics or something? I don't know. The White House is- Nazi (laughs) artifacts. (laughs) The White House is drafting a legal blueprint for mining on the moon under the U.S.-sponsored international agreement called the Artemis Accord. Reuters reported Wednesday, named after NASA's Artemis moon mission, the Artemis Accords propose safety zones that would surround future moon bases to prevent damage or interference from other nations or companies, Reuters reported. It also lays out a framework allowing companies to own the resources they mine under international law, according to the report. Uh, News of the Accords follows that an April executive order from the Trump administration, which called on world leaders to join forces to extract the natural resources of the moon, paving the way for NASA to return astronauts to the surface of the moon as part of the Artemis program. Uh, the mission hopes to bring Ooh. humans to the moon again in 2024 for the first time since 1972. U.S. officials plan to negotiate the Artemis Accords with space partners like Canada, Japan, European countries, and the United space Arab... Space partners! <laughs> space partners. Uh, I want some space partners. <laughs> and Howdy, United- space partner. The United Arab Emirates, Reuters reported, through, uh, through though Russia is a major partner with NASA on the International Space Station, it will not be an early partner in the Accords. We want our own, our own missions, said Putin. No, I just added that part. The White House didn't immediately, immediately respond to a request for comment. So there you go. I mean, if you want to be uh, triggered, uh, you know, one thing, though, they keep pushing back the moon, like we're going back to the moon thing. But uh, now they have yeah. like a legit excuse. It's not just like, oh, we're just going to go back. It's, hey, we're going to go, we're going to go dig. <laughs> we're going to go mine for uh, resources because obviously. Well, that's exactly right. I yeah. mean, you point out a really important part of this, which is there is no reason to go to the moon. I mean, whether or not we've been there already and just magically lost the tapes and magically lost, <laughs> lost the, the technology. Ability. I mean, that's that's a whole other conversation, of yep. course, that we've been talking about for years. Yeah. But uh, this is just I mean, if you want to get anybody to go to the moon, it's got to be commercially viable. There's no reason to do it. You know, nobody it's the last moon landing, you know, brought everybody together for what, like a decade before people started tearing it apart and not caring and getting into wars again. Allegedly. Uh, The only reason to go to the moon, and this is very Trumpian, would be to uh, mine. It's got to be it's got to be a business proposition, man. 
You, you know what's funny is uh, uh, before this is all over, I remember, you know what, maybe, maybe it was Mars, but I remember Alex Jones like very early on during the whole Trump campaign. And he was like, they're going to put statues of Trump on the moon, on the Mars, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna do it, man. They're going to they're gonna say they're going to put a statue of Trump on the moon. I, I'm, already, yeah. I'm already hearing the... If the moon exists. If the moon, if well, the moon exists, exists but uh, if we're able to really get there. Or, you know, maybe they're getting ready to uh, uh, produce the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I was going to say. Part two. Could, uh, just, yeah. Have put out a documentary, say we did it, and then uh, you know, there you go. I actually, a uh, fun fun fact, um, uh, I took out the telescope last night. Oh. It was a very bright, very bright night, and the moon was big and full, and there were very little clouds. Busted out the telescope last night, got a close up look look at that baby again. Did you? Uh, Been a while what, since I'd done that. Did you see anything interesting? Any UFOs? Any? Uh... I was, yeah, I was keeping an eye out for those, uh, the cigar shaped UFOs that, you know, had been spotted recently. I'm saying, man, it's my turn to see something weird up there. Yeah. Well, keep, 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 keep an eye on the moon there with your giant telescope. I'll be keeping an eye on it for everybody. Yep. 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 And, uh, I, I did try to tee you up with the movie thing, the greatest movie of all time, but I guess, we can, uh, Oh yeah. Try it Good again. Job. You did it. Space, 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 and SpaceX to make a movie on Space Station. Uh, they're making it Whoa. on the Space Station? So Tom Cruise is going to go to administ- space? <laughs> NASA Administrator Jim Bradenstein has confirmed in a tweet that the space agency is working with movie star Tom Cruise on a project that involves shooting a film on the International Space Station. <laughs> Nice. Dun, dun, dun. Deadline Hollywood reported on Monday that a space movie project involving NASA and SpaceX is in the works, but that, quote, no studio is in the mix at this stage. Bridenstein uh, followed up with a tweet saying that NASA was excited to be working with crews and explaining that we need popular media to inspire a generation of engineers and scientists to make NASA's ambitious plans a reality. SpaceX is currently focusing on preparations for its first ever crewed mission, a demonstration flight to the International Space Station that makes use of the company's Crew Dragon capsule. If the movie deal comes together, crews could... Uh, crews could to take a crew dragon flight <laughs> holy smokes to the station Geek under wire. NASA's Come recently... On. Not so geeky <laughs> with the grammar. I know. NASA's recently established commercialization rules. Oh, I don't know this. Oh. Let's look at that. Uh, though it'd be more fun to put him on him aboard the yet to be launched starship super spaceship Cruz isn't the first performer said to be interested in spaceflight for professional purposes others who have uh, cons- who have considered in space performance projects so far without success include film director James Cameron of course and a, v- a variety of singers including Lance Bass <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Sarah Brightman and Lady Gaga. Of course, we of need course. Lady Gaga up there yeah, we need Gaga um, to defend around. Joe Biden. So there you go, guns. <laughs> they're claiming they're going to shoot a, a movie, an actual Hollywood film up on the space station, which uh, I think a lot of people could argue has been happening the whole time. <laughs> Yep, the the giant train that's, that that uh, keeps going round and round on the firmament there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Well, that'll be interesting. We'll keep an eye on that. Oh, what are, I was going to look at You're these, gonna look this at the, link for. Yeah, let me let me pull it okay, up. Okay, here we go. This is yeah. from last year. However, well, that's yeah, that's um, fine. There was the commercialization yeah. rules. NASA finally gets down to the business of commercializing space station operations. Okay. Because they don't have Laid money. out its initial batch of ground rules for the future commercial activities. Eh, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know if this is as interesting as Probably we thought not. it was going to be. It's just a thing. But they, uh, they just, you know, laying down the ground rules, baby. No, no launching uh, uh, movie stars out the airlock, you know. Keep the the secret, um, you know, projector screens outside uh, a secret from any uh, individuals who might blow the lid off the whole operation. That sort of thing, you know, the usual. Yeah, you got to be in the elite to even be considered to be a part of these operations. You can't. That's normies. Not allowed. Not allowed to see the firmament. Okay. um, Last story here. Nephilim update. This is technadu.com. Nephilim, Nephilim, could soon fill the gap left by Nemty's termination. This is a little technical. And yeah, uh, what is this? This publication, I looked it up real quick before we read it. Let me tell you about it because uh, that way it's uh, a little bit more clear here. Uh, this uh, Technadu is a leading edge tech reporting since 2016. And. Uh, it, I mean, basically, it's a you know, it's kind of a techie, a techie news outlet. So just keep that in mind when I read this because yeah. it might sound kind of confusing, but I think you'll get the drift here. Only about three weeks ago, we reported on the closure of the Nemty project, at least as far as its RAAS ransomware as a service operations are concerned. This is concerning ransomware. The authors of the successful strain decided to go private and hunt bigger fish while they shared the source code of Nemty with a selection of individuals who reportedly spewed Nephilim. A Sentinel Labs report tries to shed light on the new strain, how it works, what encryption protocols it uses, and how much Nemty does it have at its core. Nephilim first appeared in March 2020, and initially it shared much of Nemty's code without significant changes. The primary method of delivery is through vulnerable RDP services. The encryption is done through AES-128 using the RSA-2048 key, and the extension of the encrypted files carries the name of the strain itself. The main difference from Nemty is the lack of a ROS operation, although this may be a matter of time. Another point of differentiation is the fact that Nephilim isn't using a Tor-based payment portal, but instead prompts its victims to reach out via email communication. From Nephilim came Nephilim, which is almost the same ransomware strain, so technically the researchers are treating them as a single entity. After looking deeper into the code, the analysts have found that the authors of Nephilim find enjoyment in the embedding of insulting messages aimed at well-intended researchers. Although Nephilim is so young, it has quickly grown in popularity by being one of the ransomware families that don't only encrypt files 
of the infected system, but also, uh, but it also steals them. So far, the Nephilim group has published portions of data belonging to large oil and gas firms, as well as entities engaging in the engineering and construction services and the apparel and fashion field. So, oh uh, yeah, there's a, there's a little screenshot there of uh, some <laughs> some extra messages uh, hidden in the code for anybody doing the research and trying to dig into what this Nephilim code is. That said, Nephilim. Yeah. So, what is this? Some new ransomware or something? Yeah, that we it's a new. Seen before? It's a new. Yeah, it's a new strain of ransomware. Uh, so it says that said Nephilim is another data breaching headache that can't be dealt with backups or decryptors alone. These threats are better stopped at the entrance, so defending the network perimeter would be the best approach for prevention. Nephilim received the code of Nempty, a powerful ransomware strain, and so it could start use, uh, doing business right away. We don't know if the group behind the new ransomware is interested in launching a ROS platform or not, but from the first steps, it doesn't seem like they are going for it. So uh, from uh, the, the genetic giants to ransomware stealing information from companies nephilim is uh yeah. is, is a is a whole code thing now nephilim update yeah. nephilim update nephilim update is a whole code thing now <laughs> there you go Fin- well, finally it. uh a, a nephilim update that isn't about uh you know nephilim coming down to help us uh defeat i don't know evil or god or something i don't know nephilim yeah. Yeah, take they're over, taking over Yahweh. Uh, now they're just uh, ransom-wearing the elites. That's always nice. Okay, everybody, we're going to start uh, settling down, start start uh, landing this plane here. Um, I want to thank everybody who is here watching live on the internet and especially those watching live over on twitch.tv slash canary cry radio i think we might have done it gons i don't know i'll wait for the final numbers to come in on our stream report but i think we may have hit in 75 average on this show so thank you guys so much everybody over on twitch and uh here's the thing we are a value for value show that means we put the show out we uh we provide some value to you and if you get value out of it balls in your court baby it's your turn to help us out in one way or another one of the great ways you can help us out is by uh, producing uh some material for the show you can if you're out there you are a musician you know how to use some software or you just got a fun uh, you know iphone app or something you can put together some jingles for us if there's something on the show that you like if there's a uh, a segment or if there's something that we call out we're still looking for a jingle for canarycryradio.com slash crypto. Uh, so there you go. We Our last uh, uh, producer to come in was Rich and we're going to play his, uh, his his new think uh, sorry, Rattle Some Cages song that he version. made us. We'll be playing that at the end of the show. So make sure to stay around for that because that's uh, going to be the best part of the show. But also, if you have not done it yet, remember that we have been doing this show in podcast form for almost 10 years. So we got a ton of episodes out there for you to listen to. You can search any podcast catcher for Canary Cry Radio or Canary Cry News Talk. Those are two different shows, but uh, they are both uh, up to snuff and there to catch you up on everything going on in the world. Um, from fringy stuff to new stuff, it's all over the place, folks. You're going to love it. 
And while you're at it, listening to the podcast version, make sure to leave a rating and a review. That is super important. Uh, if you leave ratings and reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, Spotify, wherever you're listening, uh, ratings and reviews tell other people. People, well, they tell the robots to show the show to other people. So that's a great way to spread the show. And another great way to do it is just send an episode to your friend. Post it on your Facebook wall. Do something to help spread the word about Canary Cry News Talk, Canary Cry Radio, all that sorts of stuff. Fun stuff, Gons. Fun stuff. Are you back on Facebook yet or are you still taking oh. your hiatus? Yeah, I think I'm still deactivated, but no rush to get back. There's no time limit, right? I can come back whenever. <laughs> I have no idea, but you know, yeah. it wouldn't be the end of the world if you didn't make it back. So yeah, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Now, here's another thing, folks. We are, uh, like I mentioned, value for value. We are supported by listeners just like you. We've been doing it for years, and the listeners uh, keep coming. So we are so thankful for our generous uh, pledges over on patreon.com slash ccnt. You got a couple more minutes here to pledge, and if you do it during the show, I'll give you a shout out. Um, but we've got all sorts of fun rewards over there. There's merch there's uh i don't know there are bonus episodes all sorts of great stuff that we provide to our patrons um it just takes a couple bu bucks a month to show that you care and want to put value back into the system so you can go to patreon.com ccnt but if you don't like patreon that's okay you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support canary cry radio dot com slash support that's right over there at uh, canarycryradio.com slash support you got paypal you got all sorts of fun ways to support the show cryptocurrency fun fun stuff and uh, we know some people don't like patreon so we have that uh, option for you there and if commitment's not your thing if you're not into pledging a couple bucks a month you can always make a one-time donation over there as well and that helps us out enormously remember during these times we are your essential employees folks so if you're not if you're sitting there thinking oh somebody will help them out usually that's not the case you're sitting there you got a couple bucks you want to uh at least uh uh help the show propagate the show um why don't you head over and, and help us out it means a lot uh just the fact that people take the time to click through and make a donation um, this is what Gons and I have right now to, uh, to support ourselves. I, I didn't get a stimulus check. Did you get one Gons? Um, I think for the kids, something came in, but it was, you know, whatever. It wasn't much. Yeah. I never got my stimulus check. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I need to rely on other people's stimulus checks, <laughs> but we're going to keep doing the show folks three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday sometime between noon and five Pacific standard time. Make sure to tune in next time, uh, which will be Friday. We'll always see. The Friday shows can be a little shaky, but we're going to be going for it. And uh, I think that's it. One of the most important things you got to remember, folks, is if you still got friends and family who are uh, getting their news from the mainstream, they're getting it from their Facebook wall, you got to walk right up to them, grab them by the cage, and shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up. Oh, that was the wrong one. Nope. <laughs> oh, no. I totally... 
messed oh, up because I replaced our normal jingle from from the thing. Okay. You don't want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, folks. Remember to rattle a few cages. Let people know where to go. Um, Gons, we had uh, Blessed Fringe over on Twitch asks, can you guys get a Venmo? Is that something we can do? Can we get a Venmo? We can probably figure out a Venmo. And Let's shout out, out a Venmo. To the, That's... I just want to shout out to the one. And there were there were two people, but now there's one person on DLive watching. So Ooh. shout out to the DLive. DLive, good job. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. And remember, we'll be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday sometime between noon and 5. You just got to catch us. So make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. Where's the kitty? Meow. (laughs) He's gone. Okay, now we can play the, the second one. We will. Just give it a second. I'm not going to give it a second. And melt those babies into candles. I tried to tell you. Some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.